Hey guys, this is Stacy from Must Do Disney, and you are at the place to be. Enchanted Tiki Talk. Don't miss it. Catch you later. Vahini Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen. No flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Hey, howdy, hey. And thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. We are your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Alan. I'm Keith. So grab yourself a Dole Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 35 for the week of June 22nd, 2014. On this week's show, we're going to talk our must-dos at Walt Disney World. And we all know that Stacy has her must-dos, but, you know, it's been a while since she's updated her must-dos, and we got to find out what everybody else must do. So, hey, guys, what must you do at Disney World? Well, oh, I, think man. I just wanted to start the episode off by saying, you know, Stacy focuses on her must-dos are like attractions. And I think for our must-dos, what we were kind of wanting to focus on is less about that, because everybody, you know, Everybody wants to ride Pirates of the Caribbean or the Haunted Mansion or Splash Mountain or whatever whatever their favorite attractions are, and and that's 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 the same for a lot of people. So for our must-dos, it's going to be more about like those little things that are, or maybe not even necessarily little, but just those things that are that are non-attractions that if you go down to Disney World and you don't do this, you're, you you kind of feel like your trip wasn't complete. Um, so as an example, what I'll lead off with is, and this is probably one that you all would agree with, is riding the monorail. I feel like, you know, you have to ride the monorail at least once when you're at Walt Disney World to really feel like you're at Walt Disney World. I'll get a little more specific in that. Uh, it's not so much riding the monorail, but riding it actually into Epcot. That's kind of what I have to do because you always can get on the monorail, whether it's going to one of the resorts or, you know, from the... TTC to the Magic Kingdom or whatever, but just actually riding the monorail into the Epcot and getting like the bird's eye view of the park, that's kind of what I have to do to really make me feel like that one that I've been to Epcot and two that I've had my trip to Disney. I agree. I mean, you know, that's just one of those iconic, unique things that you can only find like in a Disney park. And um, not only is it fun and it does give you a vantage point that you don't always get to see, but it's functional too. It does get you from, you know, point A to B. So yeah, that that's an excellent choice. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things to do is to, you know, Forget, you know, taking the monorail and going through the contemporary or, or passing the Polynesian and the Grand Floridian in, in the Magic Kingdom. I, I One of my favorite things is, is to go through Epcot and, like you said, see the bird's eye view. That's because you're – and that's a great first thing to do. Like if you're at Disney World on your first day and you're not planning to go in the parks, that's a great way to experience the parks without having to spend, you know, the day there or spend an extra day in the parks and you don't have the money for it. That's one great – fun thing to do is to get that little tease in you before you actually enter the park. It's fun doing that. Plus it all kind of also kind of gives you an idea of, you know, where the crowds are and where you want to start out, how you want to, you know, your plan of attack before you even hit the uh, 
the gates and everything. Yeah, how many times have you wanted to jump out of the monorail when you're coming up towards Soren, trying to get ahead of that line of uh, people that are coming? You just want to open up the door and jump out and get in line. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a recon. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> and if uh, the person that you just heard talking sounds familiar, it's uh, sorry we didn't introduce him. It, uh, it's Matt Holly. He's back in for another visit into the tea gout. So, hi, Matt. Hey, guys. Appreciate you having me in. And just want to go ahead and say happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, uh, especially I know Sean's got kids. So, hope everyone had a great Sunday and got to spend time with their their kids or dads. Awesome. That'll be really nice when we play this two weeks yeah. from now. <laughs> well, we're, record, week. we're recording on Father's Day. I know. I'm just picking on you. I'm picking. Yeah, happy Father's Day to, to you both, uh, Sean and Matt. And Thank you. Keith and I don't have kids, but you guys can be the fathers on the show today. Yeah. And, enjoy it while you can. <laughs> My first thing, as soon as I get to um, our room, I turn on the TV um, and I find uh, Stacy J's show with her um, must-dos. We've always done that. It's just a way to give us a welcome and a it sucks it excited for um, the parks and stuff as we um, unpack our bags, and uh, it's an excellent way of starting off our trip. Do any of you guys, when you get in, turn on, I can't remember the name of it, it's like WDW Now or Today or something. It's basically the channel that keeps you updated with all the uh, the info, but it's got like the background music playing. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love the background music. I always yeah, listen I'll, to Stacy first, but... Well, you can listen to Stacy like... And sorry, Stacy, but you can only listen to it a couple times, and it's kind of like, all right, time to find something else. But I always like to turn on that music, especially when I'm not going to be paying attention to TV. But, you know, I'm doing something else in the room. Just turn that on, and you have the background music. kind of gives you that little bit of, you know, feel that you're you're there, but you're not really in one of the parks or anything. So mm-hmm. yeah, It's great unpacking music. It sure is. Yeah. You're not paying attention, and you just kind of listen, and oh, there's the Epcot entrance loop or whatever, the, <laughs> whatever pops up. So it's always nice. That's a good. That's a good one. What about food wise? Is there anything any of you guys that? I mean, I know everybody's got the favorites like the Dole Whips, and you know, as as the Corp of War guys would say, the the, the Choto. Um, <laughs> is there anything that you guys have to to have that makes it feel like okay, yeah, my trip's complete. I can go home now. Well, like for me, it's. A, you know, take away the snack choices because, you know, that's something that you can have almost every day. Um, yeah, it's more line, more in, along the lines of the restaurant choices where, like, you know, I love my Ohana's. I got to have it on every single trip. And it's like, it's every time I tr- plan a trip to Ohana's, I can never decide if I want it at the beginning of my trip or at the end of my trip because I enjoy that meal so much because it's, um, it's the atmosphere in there. And it was, it was a lot different now having my son there because he enjoyed it a lot more this time because he got involved with the other kids with the, the things that they were doing. So, you know, it's evolved and it's changed. And I have so much, so much fun eating there. And I enjoy that type of eating. You know, it's, it's relaxed. It's like homey. And, um, you know, it just reminds me. It also reminds me of being in Hawaii. So, you know, I have, a, I have fond memories of that. So Ohana's is a must-do for me on every single trip. I was just say, I don't really have a restaurant like you do, but the, the churro. You know, Matt talked about food. I have to have a churro every trip. That's I still remember my you know my dad getting me a churro in Frontierland and, and standing on the side of the street watching the parade and so that's a you know that's a big memory for me and um, so I always have to go get a churro at least once per trip. See, I'm that way with uh, fudge. It's always been a block of fudge from uh, the Main Street Confectionery, and it, it never it never fails. I mean, even since like the first time that I went, it's. It's kind of like Sean was saying. It might not be the first thing that I do, but before I leave, I will have a block of fudge, you know, to either 
eat in the room or uh, on the way home or to eat whenever I get, you know, back from the trip or whatever. But, you know, like Alan was saying, I don't have a must-do restaurant. I'm, I'm still trying to get into every restaurant that I possibly can. But um, I, uh, there's not one particular restaurant that, you know, I have to visit just to say, okay, yeah, I've had my trip. So, Well, see, also, like, snack-wise, one of the things that we do have often that I eat more than a Dole Whip and I eat more than a Citrus Swirl is um, – the caramel apples, and that's something that I have almost every single night that I'm that I'm down there, and, and I actually forget about it because it's it's something I have so much, and it's something that we bring home on every single trip. And we get home, and the next the first night we're home, you know, after we've gotten back from the trip, you know, the next night or the night after that, you know, it's in the refrigerator. I'll cut those open, and we'll sit down, we'll watch one of our TV shows, and we get that last taste of Disney World in our vacation, and we enjoy that and, and savor that so much. So that is a must-do for us, is take that caramel apple home and enjoy it. Ours is always, like, I take and match, like, food with experiences, and that's, like, a must-do uh, for us. It's like, um, I have a Dole Whip float after um, I see the, the Tiki Room. On our way out of the Magic Kingdom, um, at the end of our night, I stop at Casey's for a chili cheese dog, a turkey leg as I'm, you know, walking around the studios. We always get a churro as we sit and wait for, like, Fantasmic to start. So it's, it's more of just the food. It's the food along with experiences and, and taking essence of each park along with it. Well, what about, is there certain places that you have to visit? Like, I mean, obviously the the resort and the parks but is there a certain non-park place like downtown disney or one of the water parks or um i know i always enjoy one of the uh miniature golf or you know putt-putt i guess wherever you're from what do you what do you want to call it um enjoy going and playing you know a round or two there so is there anything like that you guys that you have to do i know some people that you know, they have to go to downtown Disney at, at least once or they feel like they've missed out on something. I try to go to downtown Disney on every trip, but, you know, with the kids, it doesn't always... It used to be something that we always did the first night. It was like the first night, you know, we used to always fly like a 5, 6 o'clock flight and we'd get down there. We'd go to downtown Disney for an hour, and that was the first thing that we had to do on the first night. But with the kids, it's it's changed where we don't do that anymore. So... You know, it's not as easy as for us to get down there, but that was something I did enjoy doing. We always, just we take a night and stroll the boardwalk. Um, it's nice. It's relaxing at night. You can, you know, like stop and eat and stuff. And it's it's a nice way to take a night off, I guess, from the parks. Yeah, downtown Disney is, is a place we always go to. Um, specifically, we like to go to Disney's Days of Christmas. That's a store we we have to go in. One of our one of the things we have to do every trip is, is get at least one Christmas ornament, something new, um, you know, for, it doesn't necessarily always have to have the year on it, but we, we remember, you know, okay, we bought this one on this trip and, and sometimes we'll get home, depending on what kind of ornament it is, we may, uh, we take one of those, uh, like paint markers and we'll, we'll write the year on it. So we'll, we'll have that. Cause we have a specific Disney Christmas tree that, that has just Disney ornaments on it. So. We always go to Disney's Days of Christmas and get an ornament every trip. You have to. We used to do the same thing. It was either Days of Christmas or the Guild uh, Christmas shop in the Magic Kingdom. And we used to always buy a, an ornament. Um, but that has changed because we, we we had a specific style on our Christmas tree where it was the, I think I mentioned before in the podcast, where it's, um, it's, it's the lodge style, Mickey's, Mickey Minnie's tree farm style. 
so it was more lodgy, and that fit into the, our theme. So, you know, they don't really do that anymore, so it's harder for us to get something that will fit in with our style. Yeah, our tree is just a, a smorgasbord of, hey, we like that one, or we like this one, and we have all sorts of stuff on there. So Now, do you have, like, just a Disney tree and then a regular Christmas tree, or is it just kind of all thrown into one? Yeah, we have two trees. We have the, right now, our Disney tree is still a small tree. It's only, it's only, about, tree. It's only about three feet tall, and we keep it on the our house on the third floor which is where we spend most of our time it's just on a table and and that tree is is getting pretty full so we're gonna have to probably start expanding some but then we have the big christmas tree on the first floor that that's you know a six foot seven foot tree i don't know how tall it is but uh, you know that that has all the other stuff on it that's the that's the pretty one that gets decorated and everything that's where the gifts go and all that stuff so the, the disney tree is just uh just for us to enjoy the, and we put. I have the Magic Kingdom uh, railroad train that I put out that that goes around the tree, and we use mouse ears for the topper and, and things like that. So it's it's specifically Disney and Disney only. That's cool. Yeah, we always buy an ornament too. Another thing that we have to buy every trip is uh, a pin that designate you know the, the the resort specific pin for the resort we're staying in that trip. Uh, unless it's unless we've stayed there before, in which case, uh, you know, then we'll look and see is it the same one. If it is, we don't get it again, obviously. But uh, so you know, we we have a nice collection of pins coming through of the the various places that we've stayed. So that's something that we always get every trip is is the pin for whatever resort we're staying at. Yeah, I wish there was more resort specific stuff. Like I've got uh, a koozie from fort wilderness but other than that there's there's really not a whole lot of stuff that's you know resort specific that i really either would want or would want to spend the kind of money they ask for it um you know it's, it's always you know i'll pick up a t-shirt normally but it's normally just a some type of a disney shirt it's not resort specific or you know even park specific it's just you know whatever shirt i happen to run across that you know i feel is kind of representative of what the the trip has had or um, you know uh, maybe it's a, a special moment from the trip or something like that but yeah a t-shirt is normally kind of one of the things I have to pick up or you know I feel like I've wasted the trip down there you know the nice thing is that the merchandise for resorts has definitely changed in the last few more years there's more of it now that it I is have getting seen. better it's starting yeah. to, to shift back to a little bit more resort specific and I hate to say this because a lot of people give Sean and I, I guess, a little bit of a hard time about being DVC members, but I think the resorts that are really getting more resort-specific love are the deluxes slash DVC resorts. Yeah. You're not going to see, I mean, I don't know, I don't think you're going to get like an all-star movies t-shirt or a pop t-shirt, but if you go in Wilderness Lodge or you go in the Boardwalk or Saratoga, uh, you know, there's almost always a T-shirt or something that is specific to that resort, and I think part of that is because it's deluxe and because it's DVC. And I don't, you know, I don't well, mean I, I, to say it that way, but I think that's just the way it is kind of is right now. Well, I think it's kind of a spillover because even ever since DVC kind of rolled out, they always had, you know, hats or shirts or something. I mean, it wasn't for whatever resort, but it would say you know, Disney Vacation Club or whatever. So yeah. kind of, I'm kind of thinking it's maybe like a spillover from having not just DVC-specific merchandise, but for whatever resorts that you're staying at. And like you said, it just so happens to be that majority or all of them are also have, you know, DVC tied into them. So. Yeah. I mean, 
owners, DVC owners, we want to, you know, we want to, to share where we own. And, and we, we exactly. when we come across another DVC owner, it's like, oh, I own DVC too. And, oh, well, how long? And where do you own? And, and you know, like you said, I have a DVC, just a DVC t-shirt. And, and I wear that one. Too, but, I, you know, I've been looking for something at Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is where we own. And they have stuff, but nothing that I've, like, fallen for yet. So I haven't gotten it. Uh, right. But, you know, we we like to we like to, to kind of compare stories, and, and that's one way to, to to show your DVC you know ownership is by wearing the the Boardwalk Villas you know shirt or whatever case whatever the case may be. Yeah, I agree with you. It's you know it's I, one thing that we always have to buy on our trip is a, a mug, and it's you know if they have something different for our resort. Like we a few years ago, we bought a Wilderness Lodge mug, and the it's a little bit different this time around, but it's not different enough for us to want to buy that mug again. But if there is a mug, you know, like if another mug comes out for the Wilderness Lodge, I will buy it because I do enjoy staying there. But we always get a mug. Like my wife is always like, "Oh, I never get one for myself." For this past trip, she got herself a mini mug, and I can't believe she's never owned a mini mug, you know, after all these years. But she finally got her her mini mug and you know that's just something we like to add to our, our our collection and you know every weekend you know it's usually at least one of the weekends i'll drink out of my uh my disney world mug one of one of the disney mugs and i enjoy doing that it's and and you can remember the trips when you got it and, and why you got it too so can't drink much coffee in a mini mug <laughs> espresso maybe espresso, yeah. <laughs> did i did, did i misunderstand something i don't, I don't know no not at all <laughs> I don't know. It's like every time you guys talk about the DVC, it sounds like more and more like a cult. I don't <laughs> know if it's, it's just the you know the way that you talk about it, but it join sounds like us. a cult. Join <laughs> us, King. You can do it. Give us all your money. DVC is our friend. Our friends are at the DVC. <laughs> They're always listening, so we better change the subject because DVC's always listening, and we don't want them coming down with the full <laughs> wrath of uh, the vacation gods on us. You don't want Alan and Sean Bob, to be back with the rest of the, the Bob Iger will spite thee. <laughs> You'll have to put a scarlet D patch on your shirts now from now on. <laughs> Is there, like, a show that you guys uh, have to see? Uh, I've got two, Fantasmic and Wishes. I don't know. Every time it's like I watch those two shows, I feel as if I'm I'm home, I guess. It's like a cheesy way of saying it, but it's true. I mean, like, Wishes, I, I, I would say Wishes more than, than Fantasmic. Um, I try to make a point to see Wishes at least once, maybe twice on my trip. Um, there was a trip in... Uh, think 08 or something like that we went and decided to stand in line for Toy Story um, as opposed to making it to Fantasmic and I regretted that decision I mean it was cool to actually walk through the queue to, to, to Toy Story instead of fast passing everything I think that was 2011 because we were there was it uh, yeah because we were we were waiting yeah. for you we like we kind of were half holding seats for you guys and you texted <laughs> at a, well no not like we weren't like put out by that but we were kind of holding seats and then you texted and said you were in line so yeah that was 2011 because we were okay there. all right yeah well i mean i thought i had enough time because you know how the uh the wait times aren't exactly the wait times but we were literally walking out and we could hear it starting and we we're just like you know what let's just we took our time strolling down 
you know, Hollywood Boulevard and going through uh, some of the stores. And it was actually enjoyable to be able to walk out and get on a bus and take a leisurely stroll back to the room and not, you know, fight the hordes coming out. But I regretted missing Fantasmic, but it wasn't one of those like, okay, well, you know, the trip was a waste. Um, but I think Wishes is more, and, and almost to a point now that it's back, is trying to see uh, the Main Street Electrical Parade. Um, mm-hmm. That that's kind of a big thing. I want to. I like to see at least once, and even to kind of spin off that, the the, the water parade they have. Um, I I've, can remember, you know, as as a boy hitting the ferry going back to the you know back to the car after the you know the parks are closed and, and seeing it going by the. Uh, the poly and the contemporary and uh, then my family started staying at Fort Wilderness quite a bit and we made it almost a, a nightly uh, routine to be down at the at the marina to, to catch the, the water pageant so that's kind of a uh, I would say almost a more than a, a must do it's kind of almost a, a ritual to, to get that in at least once before uh, the trip's over with you know I've only ever seen that on accident I've never I've never taken I've never made it a point to to camp out and and wait for that, but I've seen it. I end up seeing it at least once on every trip because I happen to be waiting for a bus, maybe, or I happen to be eating dinner, or you know, what in the heck was that? Is that the ghost cat again? Wow! <laughs> what was that, Alan? It has to be you because you were just talking. <laughs> no, I don't think it was me. <laughs> That's that so weird. That was coming through the speakers. It was not in this room with me. <laughs> so weird again. It sounded like somebody stepped on a mouse. <laughs> I don't think it was me. Wow. Oh, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I always end up accidentally seeing that show uh, or, or, or parts of that uh, parade. I guess you call it a parade, but... It's a lot of fun with the American flags and the little dragon and, and all that. I, I enjoy it, but I, I never intentionally see it. I just always kind of end up there, which is it's not a bad thing by any means. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's nothing special, but, you know, it, I wouldn't say take a night out to go see it or whatever, but if you're in the area and it's getting ready to run, it, it's worth, you know, the 15 minutes or however long it is to, to sit there and take it in. I don't even know when it runs. Like, does it run, like, on the hour? What does it do? Uh, it's got, it starts, you know, whatever working its way at like 8.30 at night, yeah. depending on the time of year. It, um, it runs through each resort around uh, Bay Lake. Yeah, I mean, that's something I wish that uh, one of these days if I stay at, at like Bay Lake Tower or if I get to stay at the uh, the new villas at Grand Floridian, something like that, where I can have a view of the water, it's something I would look to, you know, just kind of go out on the balcony and, and kind of watch. That'd be fun. It is fun to watch. It's, you know, especially if, if you have young kids, it's, you know, they get a real kick out of it. It's, you know, during the day, there's just boats on the water and it's just water. And at night, it just becomes magic, you know, seeing those those things come by. It's just a simple little parade with the, on the water with lights on it, and it's fun. There's nothing spectacular about it. It's just simple. It's enjoyable. Exactly, yeah. I've got another one that it's kind of odd, and, and I don't know that um, – I'm not sure if it qualifies for me as a as a must-do, but it is something that I enjoy it, and it, it harkens back to my trips as a kid. So it's it screams Walt Disney World to me, and, and I'm probably one of the few people in the world that enjoy this. But slight backstory, growing up, and we, I've said on the show, we went a lot, but we never stayed on property when I was growing up. My, my parents had timeshare down in Florida, so we always stayed off property. 
drove to the parks and spent the day and then drove back to our resort. So for me, it wasn't a Disney trip without the parking lot tram. And I know that sounds silly, <laughs> but riding the parking lot trams is, is part of Walt Disney World to me. And I enjoy riding the parking lot tram. And my wife and I, we, we either drive down or we fly and rent a car because I like the flexibility of having a vehicle. So most of the time we do drive to the parks. And so I usually do ride the parking lot tram at least once or twice. And it's something that I, I enjoy. I, I, I know it's silly. It's, it's I don't think so. I don't think it's silly at all. Anything. There's nothing to look at, but it's just it screams Disney it's World just, to me. It's just a, it's just a memory that's been ingrained in you, and it's just you know it reminds you of Disney World. And I completely understand that because when you first get into Orlando and you hop onto the you know your land and you get onto the monorail going to the the main part of the MCO there, it's that is the start of my Disney vacation getting on there and get that musty smell you know I feel like that's the start of my vacation and then now you head down to Magical Express and head on that and it's you know that's makes it even even better but it's just the small things those little memories that just trigger things for you and just add so much more enjoyment to your trip it's definitely my vacation when, when, when we fly the vacation starts the second that Florida air hits your sunglasses yeah. and pops over, <laughs> yeah. it's like, all right, I'm in Florida. That's it. Vacation started. Especially when you wake up in Ohio and it's like 10 outside and you, you know, <laughs> walk off the plane and in uh, Orlando and it's like 80 and your skin is just like, <laughs> it doesn't know what to do <laughs> because it's been in snow and ice for so long. Yeah, but it's even it's an even stranger sensation when you're in Disney World, you're in shorts, in a t-shirt, you get to your airport, you get out of the airport, getting ready to go to your car and it's like 30 degrees out and you're still wearing shorts and you're like, what the hell, why didn't I bring a jacket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should have planned better than this. <laughs> We did that um, was in uh, in February uh, when we uh, came in. Um, there was a big uh, like snowstorm here, and we walked out and stuff. And my parents were like waiting and picked us up, and it was just like snowstorm. We're in you know like shorts and a hoodie, and it was just like it was right. It's insane. Another um, must do that I have on my trips is that since my son's been born, we you know we we own it uh, at Wilderness Lodge. It's one of the places that we own, and. We always take the, a picture of my son in front of the totem pole at the, the Mercantile. I don't know if, how many of you guys have actually been over. I know Keith has been over there, but, um, you know, it's it's a totem pole with uh, a couple of the, you know, the characters right outside uh, the gift shop there. And it's just a way for us to measure my son's height. I mean, I think the first picture we had, he was in the stroller. And then the next one, I think he was sitting there, and he's getting taller and taller and taller. So it's a great, it's a great way for us to remember him in Disney World. It's that's our location that we have for the kids, and we did that with my daughter this time. We had her sitting on the floor with my son sitting next to her, and then we did it with my son just standing there. So it's that is something that we can remember for the rest of our lives, having that photo with our kids in front of the totem pole. I think that pictures um, are always a, a nice way to reminisce especially if it's the same uh, style of picture or it's in the same place i know like my wife and i we always um, get our photo taken in front of the castle like sharing a kiss and it's a way to just to um like flip through the years and see it and to see like how each of us has changed and how the park has changed too and it's a nice way to just to uh, like reminisce and see those pictures if you guys are like me, you go and 
you take a ton of time taking all these pictures and you get home and realize that you've got the same picture from the same angle from the past three or four trips and you're just kind of yeah. like, <laughs> did I really need to waste time taking the same picture over again? But, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I guess it's like with everybody, you, you want that, that one shot to, you know, remember the trip by. And then, of course, I'm not a photographer at all, so I get home and you can't really make out what it was I was taking the picture of. So it's kind of just <laughs> wasted time altogether. I mean, pictures are a big part, obviously, of, of every trip. And that's how you remember them. You know, we're not all we're not always gonna we're not gonna remember everything forever, but you can look at a picture and and, and that'll trigger something. You know, when you look at these in twenty years or forty years or or whatever. One for me is that I absolutely there's one thing that I I really must do if we're gonna stick with the attract just go to attractions for a second, is that I must ride the TTA once during the day and once during the night. And I feel like if I don't get to do that I almost feel like I have an incomplete vacation. I don't know why. It's just—it's just one of because it's just one of those attractions that's just so relaxing, and you can just just take into the sights of, of you know what forty percent of the Magic Kingdom just by riding through there. And I just enjoy that and love that so much, and that makes me feel like I'm there, and you know that's just a great way to enjoy and, and relax and soak everything up and, and think about my trip that I've had. We always do that uh, once a trip at least. I mean, it's just a way to, to relax and stuff and take in the sights. And it's definitely uh, on our list of things once a trip that we have to do for sure. Yeah, I, I love the, the TTA and especially at night with the, the lights and everything. But more for me, I guess, is there's one specific attraction. I guess it probably has to be like Big Thunder. That's kind of the first, and I've used the term loosely, but the first roller coaster I ever rode. And especially at night, it just kind of brings back the whole, you know, childhood of having those those summer trips. And, and you know, when when their parents finally got to a point where they would let you roam free, and you would stand in line by yourself for hours, and you know, ride that. So that's kind of how I feel about you know Thunder Mountain, especially at night. Um, I know the one time we went, and Thunder Mountain was shut down. I think they were when they were starting the the rehab on the or the refurb on the uh, queue and everything. And it was kind of like a, a part of me missed a, I don't know, a connection with my childhood or whatever because of it being closed and not getting to, you know, to, to ride it for that once or twice during that trip or whatever. It's always sad when you get down there and an attraction is closed. I mean, we've all been enough and we all are going to go back. So it, it it doesn't ruin a trip to miss an attraction by any means, and I, and I know you're not implying that, but you still do kind of you kind of feel a little let down. It's like, man, I missed out on you know whatever. I mean, in February and in March, I missed out on Splash Mountain, which is my favorite, and I understand they have to close it. And going that time of year, I knew I was going to miss that attraction, but it's still you, know, you still kind of feel a little empty on the inside there for. Every time you walk by and you see scaffolding all over it, it's like, well, not this trip. I will say that was probably the most unusual thing I saw was that one year when they had I mean, the, the big refurb they were doing to it and just walking by and seeing nothing but scaffolding and people walking like where you normally see water and logs going through. I'm like, this, this is just really out of place. It just doesn't seem right seeing all this going on. Yeah, it's, it's kind of kind of off, but... They got to do it, I guess. So, I, and, then, and I'm, I'm happy they did it because Splash Mountain, the last time I rode it, which would have been in October of last year, I mean, it was 
it's in so much better shape than it was prior uh, prior to the refurb. So they need to do that every once in a while. They need to take a ride down and, and really clean it and fix it and, and make it better. So it's important that they do that, even if it does mean some guests don't get to ride you know, a certain attraction or whatever. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, be sure to let us know what you thought of the show. You can comment in the notes over at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. You can email us at podcast at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. And you can leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Uh, check out our store at redbubble.com slash people slash Tiki Talk Podcast. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. Uh, lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's one M I N Disney Dream and MouseWorldVacations.com. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dole Web Daily, and online at DoleWebDaily.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram, M Holly five seven nine. That's H O L L E Y. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N O R M N B, the number eight and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean, Keith, and Matt, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. Alan, how about singing to us? Nope. <laughs> Usually you'll sing. I was going to sing earlier. Y'all were doing, talking about wishes. And I was going to go, wishes! <laughs> <laughs>